host of Molly's Magic Makers. You are in for some good shit today. <laughs> I just hung up on Zoom with Ifia Salter, my guest today. She is a manifestation and mindset coach based in Australia. And today she shares her five-step manifestation framework on how to have a life of freedom, passion, love, purpose, all of these things that make you want to leap out of your bed in the morning. She literally coaches ambitious people how to confidently manifest their desires and stop playing small. And I know, I know you hear the word manifestation and some of you might be rolling your eyes and thinking if somebody else tells me to journal and make a vision board, I'm going to lose it. But let me assure you that is not what this conversation is. Afia is coming at manifestation from a very grounded place. She herself went through a really tough time, dark night of the soul, She was orphaned at 14. She has dealt with chronic pain, mental illness, and she details some of her story in this conversation, but I really encourage you to go on her website and learn more about her story because boy, howdy, is she a living example of how her system for manifesting your desires can actually show up and work in your real life. She now has a full-time, incredibly lucrative coaching business. She has courses. She has her own podcast. She's constantly traveling. That's something that she really values. And she's constantly manifesting these beautiful trips. I'm really inspired by her, not just the life that she is showing to the world online, but after this conversation and hearing about the inner work that goes on before and behind seeing the results actually come to fruition in your life. Um, I'm really, really inspired and I know that you will be too. So we start out really talking about our stories and that inner work, that piece of really getting beyond those limiting beliefs, the important questions that we have to ask ourselves, what are our values? Um, How do we determine what it is we even want to manifest in our lives? And then as the conversation goes on, we get to Ifia's specific five-step manifestation framework. It's called her vibes framework. And I'm not going to spoil the end and tell you what each of the letters in vibes stand for. You absolutely need to listen to the end to get this magic in your life. I know I'm going to, as soon as I stop recording, I'm going to go burn some sage and get into my hippie woo woo spiritual side and start to think about all of these things because, you know, I think we could all use a dose of inspiration right now. I think It's so important to remember sometimes we really do need to slow down, take a moment and reestablish what is the direction I want my life to be going in for real, not just what is the direction my life is going in because I think it's where I should go. Ah, 
So much goodness coming your way, magic makers. If you like this episode, please remember that it really, really helps me out. Um, if you leave a review below, especially if you're on Apple podcasts, I love seeing how you guys are reacting to these episodes. It helps me understand more of what you want to hear. And as always, please reach out to me, whether it is via my website, kelseyformost.com, or whether it's on Instagram at kelsey.com writes W R I T E S. I love hearing from you guys, you magic makers, you magical, magical humans out there. Y'all are the best. And I really hope you enjoy this episode with my new friend, manifestation coach, Afia Salter. Afia, thank you so much for joining us on find your magic today. We're so lucky to have you. Thank you for having me. From all the way across the world in Australia, no less. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, right now it isn't it isn't that glamorous <laughs> considering it's, it's winter in Melbourne, but it sounds glamorous. So let's go with that. Well, I'm in LA, which always is supposed to sound glamorous, but I'm looking at a dirty ass rooftop of a building next door. It's gross and smoggy outside. So you and me both, kid. <laughs> Which actually is a really interesting place to start because I think a lot of people, especially women, we follow accounts online, social media, and we see the end product, right? We see the glamour, we see the filtered life, but what a lot of us don't see is the hardship and the work, the inner work and the outer work that it takes to get to the place where you can take the photos that look great when they're filtered. So I would love, because you are a manifestation coach and a mindset coach, and I'm so excited to dive into that more. I would love if you would start by sharing a little bit about your background. And I know you had some struggles early on in life, and I know that so many people are going to find your story inspiring. So let's go ahead and start there. Yeah. So hello, if you haven't met me before, I'm Afia and I'm a mindset and manifestation coach. And really what I'm all about and what I love most about my work is helping women to create those internal permission slips for the lives that they want to live and then going out there and consciously manifesting it. And I think that's a short sentence to sum up a lot of work, but mm. essentially it's about that journey of self-discovery. It's about responsibility. It's about self-compassion. And there are so many different things involved in that. And I think what we have to bear in mind is that although manifesting on the outset can look like, oh, it's the shiny package at the end, is that there's actually a lot of inner work and healing that has to come beforehand in order to get to that place. And so it's really important to me to share this kind of balanced approach to manifestation where yes you can have all of the amazing things and the external but ultimately it's an internal journey and I think a lot of that I learned from my own experiences with manifestation and then also looking around and seeing that oh a lot of the things that my friends or other people around me are experiencing we're all kind of having this shared secret or this shared work that we're doing in the background or mm. even these shared problems or challenges of feeling lost and not quite knowing where to go or how to get started and working through that 
Oh my goodness. That's so true. I love that. It's a secret shared experience. (laughs) That's so true. We're all going through that inner healing under the surface. And I think one of the most beautiful things that social media has brought me in a positive way is I feel like more and more people are sharing the behind the scenes work and letting people in on the harder inner stuff that they're doing and making it not as secret of a shared experience anymore. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think part of that is the the facade kind of coming down a little bit. It's like yes. people want to see the real. And also it's not really possible to keep up this like continual like image when that's not how things really are. And that's not to say that life can't still be amazing with the challenges in fact I think part of manifesting an incredible life is also going through those challenges and working through your own stuff in order to get there and I'm always very real that I'm absolutely still have my own limiting beliefs and things I'm working through it would be like so dishonest for me to say like oh and then when you reach like it's not like there's a hierarchy when you reach the top you don't have any problems any fears any doubts what you'll find is this actually potentially more considering that you push yourself to reach bigger goals. Mm. But the most important thing is that your relationship to them changes, right? They don't take over your whole life or feel like the world is ending anymore. It's like a moment of like, oh, my life's over. And then like, wait, I know what this is. <laughs> I know what these thoughts are. I know yeah. what these feelings are. And I think that that's such a beautiful way of looking at it, right? That it's a skill set. And if it's a skill set, that means that anybody can learn it. And I think that that is one of the biggest misconceptions is like, oh, you have to already be this way. You have to already be a spiritual hippie woo woo person to manifest. And that's not the case at all. You can be a raising my hand former like intellectual skeptic person who if you would ask me what I was manifesting, I would have laughed and showed you my five-year plan. By the way, none of the things on the five-year plan came true. And I got things that were so much better because I learned that skill set. So let's go back a little bit, Afia. So you are in Australia now, but you were in the UK before. Is that correct? Yeah, I lived in Scotland before I came out here. Tell me about the moment when you found coaching, like what led you to deciding, okay, now I've done this for myself. I want to help other women do the same thing. So I'd, I'd been in the UK studying my degree. I'd been in Scotland studying my degree. And after finishing my first degree, I actually didn't know what I was going to do when I finished and everyone was looking for grad jobs and kind of figuring out their careers and I just didn't really feel like I personally was at that point yet and it was causing me a lot of stress and anxiety and so my idea to kind of put that decision making process off for another year was just to go straight back into uni a few months later and start studying for my master's and at the time it seemed like such a great idea (laughs) all my problems and then like it wasn't even a few months it was like a couple of weeks into I'm like what am I doing but Mm. it was it felt like it was too late to turn back and I still didn't have anything else that I would do instead so I felt kind of like trapped into having to do it and I remember there was like me and my two friends I would hang out with my masters and we're all in the same situation of like none of us wanted to be here so we'd (laughs) all be like miserably sitting at lunch at Subway like why are we here (laughs) what were you getting what were you getting your master's degree in um digital marketing Wow. Wow. That's fascinating to me. Hey 
Hey, magic makers. I could not be more thrilled that one of my favorite companies in the world has generously decided to sponsor this podcast. And that company is Kajabi. If you're an online course creator, or you've ever thought about creating an online course, chances are you've probably heard of them because they're the number one, most trusted knowledge commerce platform. But what I really would love to tell you guys is how much Kajabi really helped my entire business. Um, and I'm just a fan of them. So I'm so thrilled to be able to share more about all the different products that they have under the Kajabi umbrella. I personally got rid of like five or six other platforms that I was paying for because Kajabi actually replaced those platforms and enabled me to have everything in one seamless place. So I've got my online courses on Kajabi. I've got my templates. I've got my podcast hosted on Kajabi. I use them for all of my email marketing, basically Anything that I need for my business is completely taken care of on Kajabi. And right now they're offering a free 30 day trial, which is so great. It's more than enough time to really understand how the platform works, if it's right for you. And you can go to kelseyformost.com slash Kajabi to learn all about the platform. I've really laid it out in super simple terms for you guys. So you can learn all about why I am a fan for life of Kajabi. That's K-A-J-A-B-I. That's so fascinating to me. And God, how many of us identify with that feeling of like, I don't actually want to be here, but I don't know what I want to be doing instead. So I'm just going to keep doing this because it's the devil I know. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, well, like, at least I know that, you know, I've like, oh, I've done uni, I know uni. Masters mm. is actually quite different from undergrad. But yeah, you know, that was the choice that I made. And I felt like in, in some aspects, I was stuck into it. Um, and then towards the end of my time in my degree, I was really unhappy. I was really depressed, really anxious. And I just felt like something had to give because I was going to be in the same situation when I finished my degree of that, like all those questions about where to go next in my life. Yeah. And I didn't really want to put myself through any more. I felt like I'd already been through enough emotionally and I was exhausted. So I decided that when I finished this degree that I was actually going to go and live in Australia for a year and then just like take a break basically. Yeah. And so I'd share this plan with a friend and we're both like, yeah, we're going to move to Australia. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) And then um, three weeks before we were due to go, my friend's like, I'm not coming anymore. You should probably go by yourself. And it was devastated. So long travel was not even on my radar, but I felt like, well, what's the alternative here? Like I've given up my apartment, given up my job, already an organized leaving party. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God, that's such a great, oh my gosh, that's such a amazing part of the story though, because I like to call those like unanticipated speed bumps where like you're going, you've made the commitment, you are on the road. And I don't know if they have speed bumps in Australia, but that's what they're called in in America. You're going down the road and you're going full speed. And then all of a sudden unexpected out of nowhere, you hit a speed bump. And when you're not prepared for it, it can really throw you off course. Right. But in that moment, you can decide to like, keep driving, keep on that path, or you can like stop and turn and like, just stop moving, right? Like hit the brakes. 
And for you in that moment, like that takes so much courage to keep going, to keep driving and to be like, you know what? I made this decision for me, not for my friend. I didn't make this decision to invest in my friendship. I made this decision. Like the goal here was to rest. The goal here was to work on myself and recalibrate myself. And it's really hard when you get like a get out of jail card a little bit, I guess we could call it of like, oh, well, my friend's not going. So I decided not to go. Yeah. Those moments, they, those little moments can turn out to be big decisions. Absolutely. I love that speed bump analogy and it's so true. And I think at the time it felt like so devastating and I was like, how could this happen? And then a couple of weeks in, I was like, well, I absolutely needed to do this trip by myself. And Mm. it's one of the greatest gifts I could have ever been given was this opportunity to like explore and to learn more about myself. And I think I had a lot of misconceptions around like how confident I actually was or my own self-worth and it actually proved to me like in that situation oh I do easily make friends oh I am actually outgoing oh I do actually have these thoughts and ideas and opinions about things I want to express so it's like it's not that I became a different person it's just that it gave me space to become more of myself Oh, that's beautiful. It's not that I became a different person. It's that it gave me space to become more of myself. Ooh, write that one down and put frame it by your desk. Jeez, oh, Pete. So I love this. It's like you're meeting yourself for the first time outside of the context of school, right? So where did the manifesting piece and the coaching piece start to come into play? I think there's a difference between following our intuition, right? Which is kind of how I feel about your story up to this point. Like you're following your intuition, you know, something has to give, you're taking action, but not necessarily with like a specific manifestation outcome in mind. So how did that come about? That's what I'm so curious. So I'd actually grown up Buddhist from the ages of like 10 to my early teenage years and we'd moved yeah we'd moved from Edinburgh to this like tiny tiny town in the middle of nowhere which was right next to a Tibetan monastery like you jumped over the fence in our back garden and you were like in the monastery compound area so we grew up with a pretty um different upbringing to some of my friends in high school but all of our friends at primary school were Buddhist as well because there's only like 10 of us in this tiny area and I'd always had like because I think there are a lot of parallels between Buddhism and spirituality. It's certainly not the same because Buddhism is religion. So then in my later life, like in my early 20s, when I was involved with the network marketing company and my mentor was kind of um, sharing with me things about spirituality, manifestation, the secret. I watched that documentary. I was like, this is amazing. So that kind of year where everything felt like it was falling apart in my life was also the first year where I had been approaching like looking at life from a spiritual lens as well so I guess you could say that was like one of my spiritual awakenings Mm. and I remember creating this vision board where I was like I'm going to finish this degree I'm going to move overseas and all of these things on there a a lot of travel oriented things actually Mm -hmm. like I want to see my first infinity pool in real life not on progress (laughs) and yeah it was it really kept me going and also kind of highlighted the power that I had to consciously create life not just kind of follow along and just do these things because like well that's what I have to do this Mm. is the steps I'm supposed to follow or this is what other people were doing which is a lot of what I had done up until this point and although I'd 
had some incredible experiences in my life and doing a lot of things that my friends weren't doing in terms of like scholarships and seeing the world I still felt like I was a lot of it I was like looking to everyone else for approval so this had like kind of put it back on myself it's like what do I want to do for my own approval like what do I actually want for me and so I had begun that journey like maybe seven months before I ended up moving to Australia and then when I got here I did initially think that I was going to be here for a year and then a couple of months in it became apparent that I we wanted to extend my trip for another year and actually now I've been here for six years and I don't yeah. have any intention of going back to the UK yeah. so manifestation was something that I was practicing a lot in my personal life and I had a very strong personal connection with and would <laughs> try and encourage my friends to do like we should do this this way yes and um some of my friends would get on board and some of them are like no but then it became something that I spoke about on a broader scale because I had been blogging and sharing my life online. And obviously this was part of my life online as well. So in sharing it online was really what began to develop into coaching. Although initially when I spoke about it online, it was, it was purely for my, my own joy and passion. Sure. Like letting people in on your experience. Yeah. 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 And like, then being able to see, okay, I'm letting people in on my experience. Manifesting is such a huge part of that. And they can see the outcomes. And I'm sure so many people were like, yo, how'd you do that? (laughs) And you were like, let me tell you, let me come up with this amazing five-step manifestation framework and share it with you, (laughs) which let's get into it because that's such an amazing gift that you're so generously sharing today. Can you tell us about your five-step manifestation framework? Give people a little taste. So I had moved here um, to Australia and was having all of these incredible experiences and was really getting into consciously manifesting the life that I wanted to create. And having had so much success with my first vision board, I decided to create another one. And I had put all of these things on there and it wasn't actually until 2020 when I look back on this vision board that I created and like none of the things on there had manifested. Mm. And it was very confronting for me because I like, I was the manifestation queen. What do you mean none of the things on this uh, vision board had manifested? And when I looked at the things on there, what I realized is that they didn't actually resonate with me. I had like fallen back into like, oh, well, this is where I should be at for what age I'm at in my life, or this is where other people are at, or this is, you know, been influenced by things that other people wanted. And I thought that was what I had wanted as well. And what I realized at that point was that so many people come at conscious manifestation from the level of, well, this is what I want to have. And the problem, the challenge when you come at it from this is what I want to have is that you're not thinking about who you want to be first. You're not super grounded in yourself. And I think there has to be a level before that of being grounded in what your values actually are and what's actually important to you. And that's what you're basing the intentions off of rather than the other way around of like, okay, these are just like random things that I think will make me look good or what I actually, you know, because when you're grounded in your values, you know that the intentions you're setting are, are actually for you because I can say this like oh I had these intentions and then I realized that they weren't for me but actually it's very easy to do to set these intentions and to generally truly think that these are things that you want and then when you actually have that conversation with yourself it's like oh I didn't want that but when you actually know what your values are you can it's so much easier to determine to distinguish like oh these are the things that I want for me that are in alignment with me and also 
setting intentions that are in alignment with your values and acting in a way that is in alignment with your values is not necessarily always easy either. It's going to ask you to make some challenging decisions. It sure will. And it'll ask you to hold yourself accountable, right? Because it is so easy to say we want something and then in the moment fall back into a pattern that is not serving us at all. Um, because those are lifelong patterns and we have to have a lot of compassion for ourselves. But at the same time, if you really want to get serious about manifestation, you have to be willing to hold yourself accountable, which is not easy. (laughs) Yeah, you absolutely do. And I think, um, when people hear like holding themselves accountable, they're like, Oh, I'm blaming myself. It's not blame it's just like that level of awareness and responsibility and I think along with awareness and responsibility there has to be compassion in the process so you're not beating yourself up about things okay magic maker I'm gonna take this to the basics real quick if you don't know copywriting is writing that's designed to make someone take a desired action. That action could be subscribing to your email list or buying a product and everything in between. And yeah, you could hire a professional copywriter every time you need to write something for your business, but that's going to cost you thousands of dollars a year for somebody who's actually good. So why not Learn how to write your own high converting copy so that you can write your own emails and write a website once and for all that actually represents who you are and your unique gift that you share with the world and connects with your ideal clients in a way that encourages them to take action. You can learn all of that and more in my signature course, copy class. It's designed for non-writers and entrepreneurs who don't really have time to go through a really extensive numbers, heavy copywriting class. This is for you. If you just want the basics so that you can write your own copy, get a website that converts once and for all that's kelseyformost.com slash copy class. Yeah. It's like being able to be in the moment and telling the difference, like being aware of the decision-making process while you're making the decision, right? Like, um, if you are presented with an opportunity to do something rather than just being like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Being like, does this actually line up with my bigger plan with like, my actual internal compass and my values. Yeah. 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 So realizing that was a huge game changer for me. And I actually combined with that, I was like, okay, well, how have I manifested other things into my reality in the past? Like what steps did I take? And that was essentially what led me to coming up with the vibes method for aligned manifestation and taking a really balanced approach to manifestation and also realizing that we are all so unique and so different so it's not like a step-by-step as in in this step you're going to journal 10 times and then in this step you're going to do this but it's like these are kind of like themes that we want to focus on in each area mm-hmm. and how do you want to serve those themes how do you want to get the answers that you need in each of those areas and so the very first one the very first step of that is in the vibe embodying the vibe of your higher self which looks at 
And I like to see your higher self as your true self, not like some the best, like, you know, I need to be mm-hmm. better. I need to be more, but how can I live a life that's more true for me? How can I live a life that's more in alignment with my values and goals? And the way Beautiful. that you do that is by first establishing, wait, what actually are my values? Like what is actually important to me? Huge have, question. have I been living a life that's in alignment with that? And I think you can see like, either you have been living a life that's in alignment with that maybe you're somewhere in the middle or you've been doing things that are actually against your values and I think at any one time it can be either of those three right you gravitate between them and you have to kind of like course correct Mm -hmm. and so embodying the vibe of your higher self is just really the starting point for everything like whether you are brand new to this journey of conscious manifestation or you've been doing it for a while like knowing your your values is your is your guiding light is your compass God, that's beautiful. It's so true. And it requires a lot of honesty, right? And I had a previous guest. She's a dating coach and a therapist. I remember asking her, I've heard this sentence, like understand your values, but like, what does that really mean? And I actually Googled it afterwards. And I was like, how do you determine your values? Like what's a value versus an emotion, right? Because they're different. So I would encourage anybody who might be starting out on this journey, A, go look at Afia's website and learn all of the things, but also actually Google what are some values and like write them down, like write down five to 10 that really resonate with you because that's what I did. That's what I had to do because even as a word nerd, who's been into mental health for 20 years, I still had a time, a hard time being like, these are my values. I can rattle them off. (laughs) Mm. You know, it's not a question we ask ourselves. Like we think we know what our values are. We think we know what we value. Um, but if someone was like, cool, write down 10 of your values, could you actually do it? Mm, Very true. Yeah. I think as well, don't, don't overwhelm yourself with the process. You may think it's like a really complex question, but it may be more simple than you actually realize. And something that can be really helpful is looking over your past experiences and the way that you grew up and maybe your parents valued certain things. Do you agree with that? Or are you against that? Does that not resonate with you? And that can be like a a great jumping off point. Absolutely. So we've got V, we've got values. What's the I in vibes? The I is setting powerful intentions. This is one of my favorite things to do because people are like, I know how to set intentions. I'm like, but do you know how to set powerful intentions? So, and they're like, mm. <laughs> I'm not sure. So setting powerful intentions is like when you're grounded and embodying the vibe of your higher self and you're connected to making decisions that are actually for you, then you can move into setting powerful intentions that are kind of like, if you think about it under the umbrella of your values, you're setting intentions that are moving you closer to those values. So let's say your value is freedom and that's going to look so you know that's going to look different if you're a parent freedom is going to be maybe freedom to spend more time with your kids to take them on trips freedom if you are are not a parent is maybe going to be the freedom to explore and to you know you're going to have different priorities based on where you're at in your life so setting intentions that are aligned with that and also moving always moving to where you want to go not away from what you don't want to have right not like I don't want to be broke or I don't want to be in rubbish relationships I don't want this I don't want this because then every day you're looking at them you're just reaffirming to yourself what you don't want and just making yourself more miserable rather than aiming for like what you actually do want which is inspiring you and encouraging you to move forward I've never thought about it that way 
I've never thought about it that way. Moving to where you want to go, not just away from what you don't want. Cause I can see that like, like, unless you have direction, you're just going to keep going in circles. Even if it feels like you're moving away from what you don't want. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in the short term, it's good to know, like, well, I don't want this. If you're struggling to find clarity and, and again, we could go into a whole different conversation about struggling to find clarity. Cause I think sure. I believe that most of us do actually know what we want, but if you are at this point right now and you just need to get inside you can write all oh, these are things I don't want but don't just leave it there use that to develop okay these are what I actually do want yes yes all right we've got values we've got intentions B next we move into energetic blocks and boundaries so blocks this is like I know who I am I know what I want and then it's like no you don't no you aren't no you can't all, all of those like limiting thoughts that come in afterwards so Energetic blocks can be anything from limiting beliefs to past experiences to trauma, anything that is going to prevent you from showing up fully for those intentions that you set or going to um, the work that you need to do around your beliefs in order to think that you're worthy and deserving of it. And the other side of that is, is boundaries and is making sure that you're giving your time and energy to the things that actually serve you rather than, you know, siphoning them away into things that don't, because when you do that, then you don't actually have the energy, time and resources, what you actually do want to be spending your time on. I love that so much. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but it is pertinent here as well. I remember reading about, um, saving energy as in like in your home. Right. And they talked about energy vampires, which are appliances that you keep plugged in. And even if they're off, they're still seeping energy from your house, right? They're still actually costing you. They're still showing up on your monthly bill at the end of the month. If you don't unplug them and actually create a boundary around them. And I love that image for how to set boundaries in my own life, because sometimes even if you're not like actively engaging with something, it's still running in the background, like a little ticker tape and it's sucking your energy, your mental, emotional energy away, like a little energy vampire, just like your tea kettle that you leave plugged in overnight. (laughs) That's, that's how I think about having to set those boundaries. Like, are you actually unplugged or is it, is it like siphoning a little bit? Wow. Wait, so the kettle is the energy vampire? The kettle is the energy. Yeah. So the, the, the science is that when you leave appliances plugged in overnight, like your computer charging overnight or your lamp, like, um, that's not a big one, but it happens a lot with big technology things in offices. Like, uh, if you don't actually disconnect the energy source, even if the thing is off, it will still be pulling electricity and energy from the grid. So if someone is trying to like lower their bill significantly, they recommend, well, figure out what the energy vampires are in your house. Isn't that wild? It's so intriguing. And I love that, you know, correlation between the two because you're like, oh yeah, like I don't care about it. (laughs) But then you're just like obsessing over in the background. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's until you really look at it and pay attention to, okay, um, that one stupid bill that I've meant to cancel that like, 
it's so silly, but like the tiniest thing can be an energy vampire and then be a block for manifestation because like, say you want to manifest an extra hundred bucks a month, but you're not willing to look at all of your subscription services because you're just like, eh, I don't really care. There's like little things like that. Setting small boundaries can make a huge difference. Totally agree. Totally Love agree. that. Blocks and boundaries. All right. We're at the home stretch. E. I'm guessing it's energy. It is energy. <laughs> Balancing your feminine and masculine energy is step Ooh. number four. And this looks at the way that we take action. And balancing feminine and masculine energy is, you know, it's, it's not gender specific, whether you're male, female, non-binary or anything outside and in between. We all have these kinds of energy systems within us. And it's working out which energy you feel most empowered in rather than just the energy that you default to. And are you acting in a way that is in the empowered feminine, in the empowered masculine, or in the wounded feminine, in the wounded masculine? So that might look like being needy, being obsessive, for example, for the wounded feminine and the wounded masculine is, you know, in in hustle mode, but not in a productive way, just like taking action for the sake of taking action and strongholding things and not really leaving that room for open communication. So it's working out like how do I perform best? Like, where do I sit? So when I started my first business, which was actually a digital marketing agency, I thought that I worked best in my masculine. I was watching Gary Vee say, you know, sleep when you're dead and hustle, hustle, leave more comments, do all this stuff. And I'm like, it's good enough for Gary. It's good enough for me. And I was exhausted. But I was like, well, this is just what you have to do to be successful. Oh um, this is like hurting my soul and making me feel seen at the same time. Yeah. So I was just like, I gotta just gotta keep going, keep going, keep going. And then there'll be a point when, you know, I can sleep eventually. And it just never got to that point. And instead I just like hit massive burnout where I just couldn't do anything. And so I learned for me that actually the way that I feel most empowered and do some of my best work is when I'm more in my feminine. I'm more connected to my intuition, to the flow, to the ease. And actually what I noticed when I was, so I've recently just come back from Bali. And what I noticed when I was away on my trip is like, Oh yeah. It's like very, it just feels very easy, very flowy for me when I'm in my feminine energy. But sometimes I notice that I default to my masculine energy without even realizing it. Like I'll be mm. like taking over the control of the situation. I'm like, wait, I don't, I didn't even want to do this. I was just doing this yeah. for the sake of it. So when I travel and I solo travel, I'm very much the person where I'm so happy to go along with other people's plans. I'm so chill to do it. But when it comes to me and I'm trying to organize something for everyone else, that's not fun for me. I don't enjoy that. Sometimes <laughs> I just feel like, oh, this is what I should be doing when other people would be perfectly happy to do it instead. So just being really aware, like it doesn't, you know, you can change as well. Like maybe to begin with this kind of energy style work for you and working a certain way work for you. But now things have changed or those priorities have shifted or those energies have shifted because balancing your feminine and masculine energy isn't about being like 50 in one and 50 in the other. Mm-hmm. It's about like, where do I feel most powerful and how can I introduce more of that into the way that I take action on manifesting the things that I desire? Mm, that's beautiful. Oh, I love that. And I don't really often think about like I, when I think about energy, I think about like the actual like gas in the tank, but I don't think about as much what type of gas I'm putting in the tank, I guess you could say. And that's true. That's true. And golly, I, the wounded feminine and wounded masculine, 
that really resonated with me when you said that, because that absolutely affects not only our own performance, but how other people see us and the world around you. I mean, manifestation 101, that's going to match. You're going to get back what you're putting out. So, wow, that's huge. That's huge. All right. Let's see S we got S last one. What's S Uh, any guesses? I'm guessing it's something to do with spirituality, spirit. Surrender. Surrender. Oh, my biggest, my biggest hurdle in life. (laughs) (laughs) I say it's like that last step, but it's also like kind of the first step because you have to be like willing to surrender so much to even like go into this process to begin with. And surrender really looks at the relationship you have with, you know, faith, whether it's the universe, God, whatever it is that, that you believe in. And also that belief and trust that you have in yourself that things are going to happen. And another example from my trip recently is that I set intentions, any trip that I go on, I set intentions of like, what I'm going to manifest on this trip, the kind of experiences I'm going to have. And I was initially meant to be away for two and a half weeks. And then like a weekend, I'm like, mm, I'm going to extend my trip. And the first two weeks were just like so magical. All of these experiences were just like, just flowing. And I noticed myself like kind of in, I went for this like journaling session. And I noticed in my th- third week that I was kind of beginning to like put expectations on what I was expecting to happen and not really just like surrendering to letting things happen and when I came to that realization I was like oh like I just need to kind of like release a little bit more like whoever's gonna come into my life this next week I'm just really open to it open to these experiences wrote that and then I just like walked up the road I was like that's really strange I felt like I heard someone shout my name <laughs> and I like, looked and I have a quite unique name so it was definitely about me yeah. <laughs> so I turned back I like looked back and um it's actually one of my friends has just like driven past me on the road and then she's like hey are you up too fancy going for a drive around which is like one of the experiences I've been wanting to have because I don't drive the motorbike myself because I'm scared so I was like yes this is exactly what I wanted thank you oh my um, god so just surrendering to like letting things happen like yes we want to set intentions yes we want to take take action but you don't want to be like obsessing over things or so into things that you're just like not really just like giving yourself that room to play as well Mm, yes oh room to play what a beautiful way of putting that yeah surrender man as I said at the beginning when you mentioned that that was the final word and the acronym it's my biggest it's my biggest hurdle and it's a constant lesson that I have to keep learning that Whatever plan I come up with in my limited human brain is, of course, not going to be as expansive and full of possibility as what might happen if I instead focused on how I wanted to feel, right? Mm. Like instead of focusing on the outcome as much as possible, I try to focus on how do I want to feel? Like, how do I feel the most in alignment with my values? How do I feel like I'm giving my gift to the world in a way that makes me feel also valued by the world instead of being like, I'm going to make six figures. You know what I mean? Mm. Like really attaching to that outcome instead of surrendering to this is the, the feeling that I want to incorporate in my life. I'm open to how that comes my way. I think the other thing is when you do go into that process of identifying how I want to feel, it may actually be different than you think it is. So I previously perceived like, oh, success to me is like this feeling of 
basically <laughs> it was like anxiety I thought it was excitement but like how I was imagining it was also like anxiety I was like that's what success feels like and then when I was journaling about it I was like for me success actually doesn't feel like that it feels just like so calm so peaceful just like mm-hmm. a nodding of the head it feels exactly like that and so when I've been trying to manifest success with that like excitement anxious feeling you know of course it's not resonating the way that I would want it to if I'm just going with that Ah, calm peaceful feeling it feels completely different so when you ask yourself what does it actually feel like for you because two people can want to manifest the exact same thing but the feelings that they have associated with it can be completely different oh I love that Afia you're just such a light and you're so smart and I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast to share this framework with us today. And I really want people to go and find you and listen to your podcast and book coaching with you. So tell us all the ways that people can find you, work with you and support you. So you can find my podcast at the Manifest Edit Podcast. You can find me on social media, mainly Instagram, Afiasalta underscore. And if you have loved the episode, I always love to hear from people in the DMs or, you know, tag us if you share the episode, anything like that. And then I do also have a free training, which is on the power of subconscious manifestation. And really, this is like... I love to say this is like the foundational knowledge for manifestation that we get. It doesn't really matter what point in your journey you're at because we talk about conscious manifestation, but part of that is knowing how to use the power of your subconscious mind for manifestation. And that was really one of the biggest game changers, not only in my process, but when it comes to my clients is understanding how to work with your subconscious mind to manifest your goals. Because when we're just trying to solve things at like an up top level, like consciously, oh, this is what I should do to solve my problems. It's a challenge that's been created subconsciously. We need to resolve that at a subconscious yeah. level as well. So if you want to check that out, that's afiasalsa.com forward slash freebie. Awesome. And we're going to have all of those links in the show notes as well. And as Afia said, we're going to post this on social. So be sure to tag us. Let us know what resonated with you most about this episode. We're both big old nerds and we will get in those comments and talk right along with you in the DMs. So definitely reach out, connect with us. Let us know um, what's going on for you. We would love to chat. Thank you again, Afia. And I'm just so grateful. I'm so excited to go nerd out and listen to more of your podcast. And again, just thank you for being here. And thank you for having me again. It's been a pleasure. All right, everybody. This is another episode of Find Your Magic. Take care. Hey, Magic Maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.